Welcome to an Inside Podcast special feature. Hello, I'm Andrew Sawcox, and this is a special podcast produced by Insurance News in partnership with Vero. Over this four-part series of podcasts, we will be examining the results of the latest Vero SME Index, which each year measures the effectiveness of insurance and the brokers who work with small to medium-sized businesses. This year's edition of the index revealed a variety of views and actions being taken by SMEs in what are challenging times. One of the standouts of the 2022 index is the finding that more SME owners and managers are choosing to diversify, using brokers to source some policies, but also looking around in the direct market to find cover for other risks. There are certainly plenty of indicators showing a market that's changing its habits. For example, each edition of the Vero Index breaks down the amount of business SMEs put through a broker and how much they choose to do themselves. In 2018, 27% of the businesses surveyed were so-called heavy users of a broker, while 42% describe themselves as moderate. Today, only 14% say they're heavy users of a broker and 54% describe their use of a broker as moderate. Compare that moderate use of 54% with 42% in 2018, and you can see there's been a pretty significant shift. So does this mean broker services are less valued or perhaps less understood than they have been in the past? Well, if we compare those findings with the critical measure of client satisfaction, we find that 84% of the SMEs that use a broker say they're satisfied. That's 24% higher than the satisfaction level just a year earlier. The broker and direct mix can be a volatile combination for SMEs. So why is it happening? Vero's strategic relationship manager, Kathy Platakis, says it's caused by a combination of SMEs overestimating their expertise and underestimating what a broker does. What we're finding is as a result of either poor experience or no experience or the need to start controlling their insurances, people are, are looking at direct as well as having a mix uh, going via broker. I think where we have seen the broker is all encompassing and, and really close with their client, they tend to keep the client's insurance in total and where there's a gap it will force the customers to, to perhaps look outside of uh, the broker or an intermediated scenario. Kathy, the figure in 2021 index shows 44% of SME buyers describe themselves as light to moderate users of brokers. And this figure has ballooned out an extra 13% this year. What's causing this trend? Probably the demographic. And I think if we look at sort of as the younger generations becoming SMEs, again, to, to my point earlier, they are a lot more in control. They are a lot more internet savvy. They do like to have a lot more of that information at hand. So I think we'll see that trend continue unless the broker market is able to, to buck that. While this trend is troubling, Cathy, Brokers' expertise still scores when things get more complex. From what we've seen, definitely in that micro SME space, your consumer space, and where the need for more complex insurances and policies, we find the expertise is really heavily shifted towards a broker for their advice. Over to Ben Hasty, who's the managing director of major broking group Resilium. Ben says advertising is a big reason behind the move to mixing direct and brokers. 
Isn't that right, Ben? I also think we've got a younger generation of business owners or responsible person for placing the insurance coming into their own and they're a little bit more comfortable with placing online or direct. And of course, we've also got economic pressures, you know, that we've had coming off the back of COVID, we've had cost pressures. So I think that certainly drives people to try and search out the best from a pricing perspective. Is this affecting brokers' place in the market? Ben, you say it depends which segment of the SME market you're looking at. I think the smaller ones are more likely to think that they can get it done themselves, so therefore don't need a broker. What I think happens, but is any small business has experienced a claim and had to deal with it themselves on a direct basis versus a small business that's had a broker, that's when they see the real value and then forevermore be a, a broker customer. So what really are the risks of not using a broker? Kathy, you point out that it's not just about buying the policy, but also having assistance with the claim. I mean, buying the cover is the easy part, I guess, and the promise is at claims time. I think when looking at choosing a broker, you need to really understand that that broker is going to have a little bit of insight about all companies and how they work. They really can match the customer up with the right insurer and claims is where the rubber really hits the road and really sets the broker apart on how they they facilitate that for the client. We often talk about the value of the relationship between broker and client. And as I mentioned earlier, the fact that 84% of the SMEs surveyed for this year's Vero Index are positive about the relationship seems to indicate that it's a crucial part of the broking business. But Ben, you warn while it's crucial, it's not always easy. I think if you've got personnel changes at the client, that can certainly disrupt things. So if you've got a sort of a medium-sized business and there's a CFO involved, changes in the CFO often they bring in their previous relationship, so that can be a hiccup. There's also obviously claims that don't go well, so you haven't been out largely out of your hands. It's up to the insurer's performance. You can push as much as you can, but at the end of the day, it's the insurer that responds. That can certainly sour a relationship. But I think the key there is to staying in touch with the client outside of cycle, not only talking to them at pre-renewal and renewal, but touching base with them during the year, just to seeing how they're going, making sure that you're first on their list when they're looking at new assets, regardless of the size of the asset. They're looking at any structural changes within their business that they're talking to you and that they know that you're there and you're going to respond and, and help them through the pitfalls of insuring against risk. The Vero Index also measures reasons why SMEs do and don't use brokers. What becomes clear is that many non-users of brokers believe they're perfectly well-equipped to deal with insurers themselves. Others see brokers as an added and unnecessary cost, while others say the broker will only steer them towards policies that pay the biggest commission. And some just don't understand what a broker does. Ben, how do you counter attitudes like that? I think calling out those myths or misguided attitudes and discussing with the client is always good to say, no, look, that's not the case at all. Here's what happens. Here's the commission that I receive. Full disclosure and transparency on what's earned and not, not be afraid to say, yes, look, I get paid for what I do. Just like anyone else in, in the world gets paid for what they do for a job, the broker does get paid. So, look, I think... Being upfront and honest about remuneration is the key and it's the only way forward. I also think that understand that there is going to be a certain client that values price versus the appropriate coverage, but I can guarantee you that same client will come running back for coverage once they have a claim that's not covered or that they haven't placed it directly. So it's a dangerous game to play, but I understand economic pressures on small business. They've got to try and balance their expenses, but it's fraught with danger. And Cathy, there are plenty of opportunities among the competing challenges. 
especially as brokers SME clients keep growing. Similar to how clients sort of view their accountants, they should actually view their broker in the same way. As the, the client grows, the risk grows, they're not going to have time to understand how their insurances are changing. The broker should really be able to facilitate and be close enough to the client to foresee some of these changes within the business and make sure that the business is covered in the correct way and whether that's moving that policy out of an SME packages into a more corporate line ice, whether the broker's expertise needs to come in if they're close enough with the changing business needs of that client. Ben, as the broker, you get the last word. So if it doesn't cost a business any more to use a broker and there are issues around the do-it-yourselfers risking under insurance, how do you convince a potential client to commit to you? I think you need to, education is the key. You need to pick out some high points in a policy, um, in a direct policy versus intermediated policy and say, look, clearly here is, I'll show you the two wordings. Here's where this is covered and here's where it's not. You're actually demonstrating your expertise to them in a very clear and tangible way so they can see it's not just words, it's actually fact. If you'd offered them a flub sub, sub limit and you're able to get a price for it, they got a quote with a direct insurer with no flood coverage, but it was a hell of a lot cheaper. They understand what that means. And I think the country's experienced that firsthand over the last little while. So it's very apparent. And that's where we'll leave you for now. That brings us to the end of this first special SME Insurance Index edition of the Inside Podcast, brought to you by Insurance News and Vero. Our thanks to Kathy Platakis and Ben Hasty for bringing their perspectives to the issues of broker value in an ever-evolving insurance landscape that was raised by the 2022 Vero SME Index. In the next edition of this special four-part series, we investigate the index findings about brokers and the business of managing SME risks and what customers want more of from their brokers. I hope you'll join us then.